The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good to see you back for the second part of my conversation with Urs Landhold. He is co-founder of Glow Balance Bank here in Switzerland. We continue discussing ESG investments and more importantly, what it really takes for you to make your ESG investment decisions. Yes or no? Is it really just a fad or is it the future of your portfolio or even your kid's portfolio? Let's see. And if you do like our conversations here on Mentory TV, make sure to join us for free as a subscriber. Hit the bell button, share us, like us, and we'll always keep you informed about our latest videos out there. Our state-owned pension funds, they should not be investing or they should be more carefully investing my money, your money, uh, into these type of um, sustainable companies. They have um, a lot of power, actually, by directing money into the right channels, directing money into the right companies, that would um, be an enormous uh, support for all the efforts into a more sustainable world. Welcome to the Mentor TV podcast and stay curious with Patricia Falco-Becali. So it's not just rebuilding, but it's a green recovery. It's not just a plain kind of same old, same old recovery Absolutely we've correct. done out of other Absolutely depressions correct. or whatever. And look at the political environment, no matter where you go. I mean, while this was seemingly something for the green type of parties or the leftist type of parties, you have the entire political spectrum that, uh, that is now talking about that. Look at... Uh, Mrs. von der Leyen uh, in, in, in Brussels. I mean, she's made this as one of her top, top uh, priorities. Rightly yeah. so. Yes, yes. I mean, it started a bit earlier after Fukushima and we had Madame Merkel um, in yeah. in Germany talking about, you know, ag- energie vendor. And I've, I've just seen these companies like RWE, etc., really suffering. And of course, the Correct. alternative energy stocks getting a lot of the boost. But you talking about the government, one thing is the regulation. The other thing is then really putting the money by the regulators where the mouth is. Because all of this ESG is wonderful. If you don't have you know, the infrastructure underneath. And that is often financed through public money. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, this is something the regulator or the, the political responsible should be looking into. I mean, look at our, look at the central banks, uh, to, to name one example. I mean, the central banks are investing billions and billions and billions of money. 
um, or look at the, the state-owned uh, pension funds that are investing billions of dollars uh, or Swissies, um, not really paying attention to these facts. Um, uh, we have very, very reputable funds, funds that international are well in, known internationally, that have actually grown their money by de uh, deploy deploying uh, uh, um, oil or gas, etc. And these very funds are now uh, shying away from investing in the funds in these type of. Um, of 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 of, in, uh, of energy uh, uh, lasting investments um, because it proves uh, its potential and economic risk to them. So our our what shall I say our national wealth again when I again I come back to the central banks or our state owned pension funds they should not be investing or they should be more carefully investing my money your money uh, into these type type of um, sustainable companies. They have um, a lot of power, actually, by directing money into the right channels, directing money into the right companies, that would um, be an enormous uh, support for all the efforts into a more sustainable world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is such a critical point. At the end of the day, you know, money is a tool. You can use it in a good way. You can use it in a bad way. But let's stay with the good way. It's the bloodline of our economy, be it when it comes to innovation, be it, you know, to just kind of get our society, keep our society going. Now, if I look at, you, you mentioned it a couple of times, you know, the, the economic risk, it really is more and more also the case where big asset managers are really pledging to the ESG idea. I just dug up from BlackRock. Um, they have seven trillion US dollars under assets in management. And they announced last year that they all of their assets under management will be governed by some sort of some sort of ESG consideration. Now, that doesn't mean that this is going to go all ESG. But what they're looking at is there needs to be a certain element, a certain, let's say, initiation point within the, the companies they invest in that they have the kind of opening and the long-term view on how they guide their business all the way through the supply chain if they want to be sustainable. And at the end of the day, what does sustainable mean? It means long-term viable. So if you want to have a long-term viable business as a bank, as an asset manager, you may as well make sure that whoever you're investing in, whatever company you're investing in, is really long-term viable. And then I'm sure, or as you've heard about the Net Zero Asset Managers Initiative, also launched last year. The 30 biggest asset managers, by, by the way, uh, if I'm not mistaken, UBS is also part of them. They said they want to target net zero emission portfolios. Now, this is how specific it gets by 2050. Long time, but what I'm seeing here is by consumers, by private investors, by institutional investors, more and more pressure on the companies to really get as much into, you know, the green recovery, the good recovery, the ESG recovery as possible. Otherwise, even the institutional investors will not touch them with a barge pole. Yes and no. Um... I'm um, fully with you, and it's uh, very, very um, favorable. It's very beneficial, actually, if these huge asset managers also start thinking along these lines. But when I learned from uh, when uh, one of the CEOs of a, of a large asset manager was quoted last year by saying, 
sustainability is the fastest growing asset class, then apologies, but I, I can only laugh because he hasn't understood. Sustainability is not an asset class. Sustainability is an investment philosophy. It is an investment approach. So what I'm a little bit worried is that investors out there should be more mindful, should be more critical. I mean, typically housewives go and shop around at Migro or wherever, and they don't just buy any product by looking at the label. They turn it around and look at the ingredients. The industry still, our industry still has a lot of what we call greenwashing. I mean, there is a, the, the products look fantastic, but scratch the surface of it and look at the inside. And yes, it is, again, it is very, very, uh, 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 what shall I say, positive if a BlackRock or UBS, whoever, uh, starts moving along these lines. But mind you, these are super tankers. These are super tankers. And try to maneuver a super tanker. It takes a little bit of maneuvering. It takes a little bit of time. It is not so easy. So therefore, I'm I'm more critical. Um, uh, yes, I think they, they will, not because they want, I think they have to move into that direction, yep. by yep. the way. That, yep. is the yep. good, that is the good story, really. Yeah, exactly. But any, any investors listening to this, I would really advise, be more careful, be more mindful of what um, you're buying. Um, not everything that has a green label is green inside in, in that context. That would be my advice to investors. Yeah, and then I can bounce this back in your own favor. Have a look at Globalance World. Have a look a little bit at what is actually in the indices you may be considering to invest in, you know, and you might get a bit of a clue, you know, you might have end, up, <laughs> end up being like the housewife, you know, <laughs> kind of confusing the supermarket with the library. <laughs> Or, or just a handful of critical questions. There is, uh, I mean, if your if your uh, investment advisor cannot explain it to you, then there is something wrong about it, right? There is something wrong about it. So be be more critical. Um, um, be um, courageous asking asking the right questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Be informed yourself and then ask the questions. Yeah. And if the answers are not coming, it's like with the doctor, change your doctor. <laughs> just do not do not believe just, uh, you know, the kind of uh, suit he has or white and authoritative. It doesn't mean that it's always the right thing. Absolutely right? correct. Absolutely correct. Mm. Um, you know, I... I, I I have quite a few more questions, and I think what you were just touching on is so spot on. You know, what is the advice for anybody uh, looking at looking at ESG or sustainable investments? First of all, what you were saying about the super tankers. Let me quickly roll back on that one. I agree, but right on your first line or one of the first lines you said um, at the beginning of our conversation was was you know you are still boutique, but ESG is moving mainstream, and this is what I like about it. When I hear these kind of things, okay, they're initiatives, but they're out there. You know, the big super tankers are starting to make noises. Also, when it comes to the entire blockchain industry or digital assets or in general, I mean, there's a lot of noises, and all of a sudden, the big tankers, the uh, even the central banks, are moving more and more into the DeFi you know, scope, which I think is important and which is the way to go, personally speaking. The other thing is the private investor looking at a portfolio. So let me ask you a couple of questions. How will the pandemic actually change our world and thus the mega trends and sustainable investments in the long run? Very good question. Um, <laughs> where shall I start? We had our, I mean, it's uh, a little bit uh, maybe um, 
unfair to say vis-a-vis some of the industries that have been suffering um, during Corona. Um, our in uh, our bank, in other words, we had the best year ever last year. Um, we have grown. We have grown forty-seven percent. And why is that? Um, maybe it has to do with our offering. Maybe it has to do with um, the fact that it is becoming uh, sustainability is becoming mainstream. But I also think uh, that being locked up at home, seeing the scenes that we've been seeing on TV. I mean, the pictures. I, I can't forget the pictures I've seen from Bergamo in Italy and all, all etc. etc. I think it has made people more mindful. It has made people reflect a bit. Um, We also mustn't forget that the pandemic started, at least in this part of the world, it started um, early March last year. So people have just had at home on the desks the the statement of accounts from from their investment banks. And maybe they've reflected a little bit, having all the time, um, uh, speaking, having time to speak to your partner, etc., and I think it, this this has been, in that sense, the pandemic has made a lot of people rethink a number of a number of things, and has also made them more um, maybe um, putting the right perspectives behind what we've got and what we haven't got. And um, um, yeah, um, I wouldn't say it has helped sustainability, but it hasn't hurt sustainability. It is. Uh, Again, it has made people more mindful, I believe, and and uh, in that sense, yeah. Uh, and again, I mean, we've we've had an absolutely outstanding year last year. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned values before, and I think what I've been sensing in my own little world is I don't want to say that people are adding value, uh, but they might be rediscovering value you know, beyond money and the return being of value. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So do you think that the traditional way of investing, where you just say, okay, that's the return, what I'm getting in this amount of time is a thing of the past? We don't want to be missionaries. I think it is wrong to make people... Uh, pinpointing with your finger at people that don't. I think uh, it is wrong to give investors that have a different view, uh, I mean, private investors, uh, give them a view of um, having to feel bad about what they do. Um, The point is, if you go to Negro again, um, uh, if you buy products that have a bio label, you actually are willing to pay more for it, interesting enough. We will we are not able to surcharge or, or price extra for for, for, for for sustainability. And I think it is we need to convince by doing, um, by showing, um, we can perform. Uh, you actually perform even better if you invest sustainably. And I think that eventually will pull those um, uh, people that so far have maybe, uh, you know, have different views. But I think we shouldn't be, we mustn't be missionary-like uh, and pinpointing at people. That's the wrong approach, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's all about and, convincing. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a good point. And I had a look at your, you know, your year-end results and you have that class uh, 
I or one, I don't know, the Units, the Equity Fund, the Globe Balance Zukunftsbeweger. And that was 2020. It was up 28%, definitely outperforming, outperforming the MSCI World ESG Leaders Index, which was up not even 16%. Your balance portfolio was up about 4.4%. So you do get a return despite, you know, respecting other values than just returns. Okay, so what would you actually say are the three main considerations you would give me or other potential investors when looking at sustainable investments? Um, by, by, by now, I'm a, I'm a five-time uh, grandfather, right? And, and my generation is, has been a, an enormous beneficiary, if you like, of, of, of the uh, past 30 or so years um, and I think what we're do- what we're seeing now is we are we are building enormous debts, financial debts, and uh, also uh, ecological debt um, that my generation will not have to pay back. Um, but the generation of my children or the generation of my grandchildren. And I'm uh, and I think if I can do two things at the same time, if I can actually invest money getting a market-conform return, and at the same time, I leave a better world, a better planet to, to the next and uh, uh, again, next generation. Why wouldn't I be doing that? What is wrong about that? And I think it, 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 it and then you need to start. You don't, you don't have to go and, and uh, completely change your portfolio 100 and plus percent into ecological investments. I mean, again, do step-by-step, step, make your first experiences. But again, be speak to the speak to the right advisors. Um, don't let yourself being talked into um, greenwashed uh, type of uh, investments. That would be my that would be probably be my advice. Um, yeah, and also I think we need to listen to the next generation. Um, we need to in, incorporate those ideas. Um, because it is it is their planet that we're at the moment, it's their resources that we're that we're using at the moment, and therefore also we should help the young generation putting a little bit of political pressure on on some of the governments, some of the central banks, some of these pension funds, to be more mindful uh, the way they invest our money, right? Not their money, our money. They are our employees. Not not not. It's not their money. Yeah, absolutely. That is a very good point, actually. Just because we might not be experts doesn't make our money their money and then we just blindly trust. Absolutely. Right. Be aware right. and know what you want. Respect right. your values. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So uh, as a man that has been you know, involved in finance for so many years and also with Globe Balance, um, what would you say, what does it really take to now reboot long-term our society and all the things that have been going wrong, we always, we, we kind of picked up on uh, over our conversation in order to really get to that alignment between what the planet needs and what we as human beings need. What is that so-called green recovery like in your eyes? I think it's engagement. We all have to engage ourselves. We have to engage ourselves uh, within our private spectrum, speaking to friends, speaking to children, speaking to grandchildren, um, uh, etc. It has uh, engaging wherever possible politically. Um, not necessarily. We, uh, we don't have necessarily to become um, councillors ourselves at the uh, at the uh, parliaments, but we can still have an impact at the ballot. Uh, so. If I, don't be, be more 
critical and engage yourself. I think that is what we, if, if everyone would uh, do a little bit here, I think we would, ought, and again, engage yourself by where and how you invest. You have, I mean, it's not something that happens up in Bern or in Berlin, wherever the politicians sit. It's something we, we actually can, can, um, we can make a difference. We can, we can influence. And that's really the good news. That's really the good news. Yeah, I so agree with you. Take action, because actually when you put your money where your mouth is, you yeah. can move more than money, which I think is your mission as well as Glow Balance. Yeah. Why would a non-profit organization that has in their statutes that they would fight cancer, why would they invest still in this is now a very simple example, but why would they still invest in the cigarette industry? Why on earth? So again, they can do two things by um, channeling the money for the projects that they finance into the right way, but also their financing through their investments. So it's a, a holistic view that they need to take. And also coming back to us as private individuals, we can do exactly the same. Be more critical um, uh, speak because it's nice you tell me you've made a four, five, whatever, six percent return, but how have you made it? What risks have you taken? Where have I been invested? Those are, those are by no means questions that we should not dare asking our bankers. Um, so again, engage yourself. I think that's probably the message I would, would um, pass on. Always. Thank you so much. Clear message, clear mission. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us here on Mentory TV. And congratulations to Glow Balance Bank, your vision that started back in 1995 and is now accumulating really with a fantastic transparency tool. I call it the name and shameless. Let's see how controversial or beneficial it really is going to be in the long run. I bet it's going to be letter. So Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. And thank you, dear Mentory TV community. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Urs Landhout from Glow Balance Bank. Glow Balance Bank, if I can get it out. I've said it so many times during the show. And uh, have a look at their site. Have a look at what they're doing. And it really is quite fascinating. A lot of thousands of data points being fed into that interactive platform, giving you transparency and guidance. And, well, I hope to see you back soon here on Mentory TV. And if you like my conversations, make sure to hit the bell button, also to subscribe and share with your friends so everybody gets an information when I'm about to release a new video here on the channel. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.